Hello and welcome to the Yarniax podcast. This is episode 82, which we are recording on Monday, which is President's Day, February 16th, 2015. We're at Charlene's house and it's a three-day weekend, which means the boys are here. Yes, so, so there might be some some interruptions. Who knows? Who knows? Introductions. I'm Charlene. Sorry, I'm Gail. I skipped the major important parts of the uh, introduction <laughs> of the podcast. And welcome to the Yarniax podcast. So what are you wearing today? I am wearing, just thrown over my plain t-shirt, I am wearing my campsite shawl that I talked about, I think I've talked about it perhaps the last episode or two episodes ago, as very recently finished. Campside is a pattern by Alicia Plummer that was published on the Pom Pom Quarterly blog, and it's a big, bigger shawl knit in DK weight. And DK weight shawls just feel so good. Like a hug. <laughs> they do. And it's kind of an in-between day today. I get a little cold. I put on a sweater. I get too hot. And then I take it off. So shawl actually works very nicely today. <laughs> yes, it's our ridiculous February weather in Santa Cruz where it's been 80 degrees yeah. outside. It's like summer. It's crazy. crazy. It is absolutely Sorry for crazy. all of you who are a foot or more under snow right now. <laughs> Wish you could send you some sunshine. Extreme drought. Yep, extreme yeah. drought. So that's too bad. But the shawl is working nicely for me today. I talked about it last time, but if you're interested in this pattern, beware. There are a couple unnoted errors in the pattern, but there are lots of great Ravelers who have posted their project notes and listed out the fixes for it. It's not anything major. It's just somewhat little annoying things. Some, something like on one of the graphs, the red lines for the repeat didn't extend all the rows, and you just have to draw them up through the whole graph instead of half the graph, that kind of thing. So good to know. Good to know things. So if you are considering knitting campsite, go look at the wonderful projects that have been tagged as helpful. And they will be. Oh, will you tell us how to do that? Because that's something I always forget you can do. Oh, I can. Ravelry tip. (laughs) Ravelry tip. Okay, campside. I'm going to the pattern page for campside. Then I click on projects. In this case, there are 449 projects, and there's a tab near the top below your notebook tabs and below. Let's see the name of the pattern. And so it says details, yarn ideas, projects. So you click on projects, then you go on the right side, go to the advanced search, and you have a number of options for sorting, such as recently started, recently completed, most favorites, and the one that we want in this case, most helpful. You just click on that and make sure that the check mark is sitting next to most helpful. And then it should sort the projects in the order of the project, projects that have, that go from most helpful ratings to no helpful ratings. And helpful being Ravelry. It's almost like crowdsourcing where people yes, who have read the notes. who have read the notes have the option of clicking at the bottom isn't it at the bottom so if you look at someone's individual project and scroll to the bottom and one of the options says are these notes helpful you click yes and they've added you to one more person thinks this is helpful in this case this pattern helped 61 or this project these project notes helped 61 people yeah so i always forget you can do that in ravelry so that's a great way like recently, I, I did a project where I wanted to see if other people had suggestions, and I completely forgot that you could do that. It's a great resource. I try to check project notes for everything that I knit, yeah, for everything smart. that I'm stocking or thinking about knitting as well to find out if perhaps the pattern is something I don't want to knit yeah, exactly. for some reason. In this case, I was aware that there were some errors in the project or in the pattern before I started because I did this and I was able to determine that because of the very good notes that other Ravelers posted and 
the fact that the errors did not seem to be major, I was able to go through with the project, and I'm really happy I did because I'm wearing it's it right beautiful. now, and I'm very happy with it. Well, thank you for that little tip. That's yeah. very, very Yeah, helpful. that's good. That's I've been helpful. wanting to... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have been wanting to add more Ravelry tips to our repertoire. So. Yeah, there we go. That was fabulous. How about you? What are you wearing today? I'm wearing a brand new finished object. I went on an amazing trip this last week to Portland, and I cast this on on the airplane on the way to Portland, and I finished it yesterday. And it is the Yowza Way It Shawl, and this is the third one I've knit mm -hmm. now. It is, I think, in my in my humble opinion, one of the best shawl patterns I've ever knit for variegated yarn because it's mm -hmm. all garter stitch. There's not a single pearl in the entire pattern, mm -hmm. and it just makes the variegated yarn look beautiful. And the yarn I used was Western Sky Knits, their Twinkle Sock Base, and the colorway is called Mix It Up. And I bought this at Stitches last year, and I was bound and determined to wear it to Stitches this <laughs> year. So... Got it done in time, and it is like Twinkle Sock. It has sparkle in it, and it's all the beautiful jewel tones all mixed together. And, for example, the greens go from a light green to a nice Kelly green, and the pink goes from a very dusty pink to a beautiful raspberry, and it's just beautiful. There's not a whole lot of purple in it. There's a tiny bit of purple, but it's mostly pinks, blues, and greens mm -hmm. with undyed areas or very, very lightly dyed areas, mm -hmm. but it's awesome. It will go with everything in my wardrobe and it has great memories knit into it. And I love it. I especially love the pattern because you know how I love things like ruffles and tassels and pom-poms mm -hmm. and all the things like that. It has a beautiful little understated ruffle and a beautiful Pico bind off. The Pico bind off is very time consuming yeah. it's not a quick thing to do but it's really adds a beautiful detail to the whole shawl so third one i've knit and i will knit another i love to go bind off on shawls i do too i love it it's you know what i should have done but i wasn't that clever or maybe not because this is twinkle sock is put a bead at the end of each pico yeah that'd be pretty that's what i did on one of my hokey shawls i think i think i beads on the picos. Then we were discussing beads on shawls and Maggie was asking me, you know, I never understood the, the point of that besides, you know, if you want to make it look pretty. And I said, ah, it adds weight yeah. to the edge of your it's shawl. Nice. So it does help them stay in place sometimes in addition to just being pretty. So they have a functional reason and mm -hmm. an aesthetic reason. But, and look, I made one error in the shawl. Can you see it? Right there? Yeah. Well, when you hold it out yeah, to me like that. Yeah, but I can see it. It's, for some reason, I have a bizarre yarn over in the middle of the shawl. And I cast this on as social knitting because I knew I could knit it without having to think about it. And then there was that one mistake. Like, Gail was holding that. out the section with the air to me saying, can you see it? Well, yeah, when you <laughs> practically point it out to me, I can see it. Yes, but I if you were wearing the shawl and had it all wrapped up, no, I would not be able nope. to see it. You it's can true. always close that up if you want to. I don't care. Take then a, I know. Take a little scrap of yarn and close it up. Yeah, but I'd rather leave it there because then I know that I was having a very good time when I was knitting it. And I wasn't, you know, it, it, yeah. it has a good connotation yeah. to it in this case. So yeah. that's what I'm wearing. The, oh, and I didn't say. Yowza Way It Shawl is by Susan B. Anderson. And she is actually having a knit along right now. And she is so cool that you can actually submit shawls that you knit prior to the start date of the knit along and shawls you're knitting during the knit along. I think it might end March 1st or something hmm. thereabouts, but check it out if you're interested. She has great, great, great patterns. So what have you been stocking? A couple of new patterns have crossed my path that I've seen both of these. I caught through the Ravelry Hot Now feature on the main pattern page. I think that's just fun to me too. Stock through those. <laughs> I check it almost every day. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And this pattern is by Bristol Ivy. Bristol designed the Svalbard sweater that you guys know I am so very fond of. And it is a very recently released pattern, just, I want to say, within the past week, I think. And so far, there's only one project on Ravelry. It is a sweater knit in sport weight. Loose fitting cardigan, and it's knit bottom up. And she uses different stitch patterns to define the 
parts of the sweater, like the front is knit in a different stitch pattern from the back, and then there's a lovely diagonal that goes from the front to the back, kind of under the arm on the side. I really like the lines on this one. It somewhat reminds me a little bit of the Rayoon sweater. I thought the same thing. Yeah. And I was telling Charlene today that when I saw the pattern this morning, as I was paging through Ravelry, I thought it was Charlene. <laughs> the, the first picture that you see on the Hot Now, it looks like Charlene, where she stands to take some of her finished object pictures. The way the picture's taken, you can see curly, dark hair. <laughs> it's the same length as Charlene's, and with the backdrop and everything, I thought, oh my gosh, Charlene test knit a sweater and didn't tell me. <laughs> I, the first picture also is just the sweater and the model from the back. So you can see, all, like Gail said, all you can see is the curly hair in the sweater. So it's very funny. I could see how you could think that. Yep, it completely <laughs> fooled me. She has great hair. She does. She has fantastic hair. <laughs> so yeah, that sweater. I'm contemplating trying that in a fingering weight. That's what actually, I would do too, yeah. Because the gauge is something that I think I've knit fingering weight to before with perfect results. So that one is definitely on my stocking list for spring, summertime. What's the name of the pattern? It's called Newsome by Bristol Ivy. Okay. Second thing I am stocking, another one that I found through Ravelry Hot now. It's called The 30 Hearts Cow, and it's written by Alexandra Davidoff. Very simple, easy cowl knit in the round with a pearl knit and pearl stitch defined heart motif. Aww. So it's really super easy. And then she includes instructions to duplicate stitch one of the hearts in a bright color. In the case of the pattern, she's got one bright yellow heart on the front. Oh, that's Of cute. a gray towel. So it's really nice. Oh, and it's a free pattern. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. Yeah. I I think I may cast on that one. That might be something that I can cast on for social knitting, too. It's really cute. <laughs> and Charlene and I are both planning our social knitting for stitches, which is in just a few mm -hmm. days. Yeah. And it just, it's fun. It would be a great gift. Doesn't take too much yarn. It's yarn knit at an Aran weight, and it says 200 to 250 yards. Oh, wow. Not much at all. No, it really isn't. Yeah. So like a skein of Malabrigo. A skein of one thing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to knitting that. I think it'd be fun. Oh, fun. So that's, again, the 30 Hearts Cal Free Pattern by Alexandra Davidoff. How about you? What are you stocking? Okay, so my awesome trip that I took last week, I was invited to go to Portland, and I got to hang out with my friends Carol, CD and Carol. I got to meet Maggie, who is M-S-W-N-O-L-A on Ravelry. She is the one who introduced me to all the woolly wools and started my deep found affection for woolly wools and hohi. So I got to spend four magical days with these women and one of the people we got to meet is Jenica, who is Jenica Knits on Ravelry. And all three of these women, Carol, Maggie, and Jenica, have been test knitting for Hohe almost since the beginning of Hohe's designing days. So she's been friends with these women for a long time, and they have great relationships, and they're wonderful people, and it was very fun. And one of the advantages for me was that Jenica lives in Portland and invited us to her house for dinner, and we had the Jenica trunk show. She pulled out her <laughs> giant thing, well, only one of her giant things of sweaters. And she let me try on lots and lots of sweaters. Oh, so fun. it was really fun. I'm going to try some colors that are completely unusual to me as a result of this. And I'm going to knit a couple sweaters that really had never been on my radar. The first one is Ecuador, which is a hohi pattern, and I think Charlene may have stocked this in the past because I, I know, have, yeah, yeah, you've I've talked about knitting that it for one years a lot, and I've just never gotten around to making it, but I still love that sweater. Yeah, it's a beautiful circle style sweater, and it has eyelets, and it's a light fingering weight, is what the pattern calls for, and it's just beautiful. It's very simple. It could be short sleeve or long sleeve. 
and I will probably knit short sleeve for our climate, but it's just a beautiful, simple, stylish, very flattering sweater. And that's that may be next on the needles, except I need to find the right, hold your breath, yellow color. Can you believe I just said I'm gonna knit with yellow? Jenica knit in a hazelnut yarn that's a fingering weight plied yarn called Hoppy Blonde is the name of the colorway. And I put on the sweater and everyone said, oh, that looks so good on you. And I said, it's yellow, it can't look good on me. And they said, no, go look in the mirror. And I was astounded. I I really was speechless. I thought, oh my goodness gracious. So you agreed. You I thought totally it agreed. good on you. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Okay. There was something about it with my eyes and my hair. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> and Charlene has been telling me for years, you just haven't found the right yellow. And it's going to be a goal for Stitches West is to find the right yellow. And if I can't cool. find it, I will order that Hazelnut's Hoppy Blonde yeah. because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought. So that's the first one, Ecuador by Hohi Locatelli. The second one is Meridian, also by Hohi Locatelli. And it's another circle sweater, but instead of being a more simple design, this Meridian has cables, it has textured stitches, it has ribbing. It it looks like a masterpiece of knitting as opposed to a more straightforward design. And they both are so flattering. Just that whole circle look to a sweater to me just the way it drapes along the back of a woman's body to me is very very flattering Mm -hmm. so those two are high up in the radar and it was actually pretty fun we were in downtown portland and there was an anthropology store and i think it's only the second time in my life i've been in an anthropology store and they had a knit sweater that was chevron stripes that was a circle sweater and i pulled it off the rack and i said okay i want to see what this looks like on and it was the circle sweater that has a, a full circle, so it has a lot of fabric around your neck. And these two, Ecuador and Meridian, do not. Right. But it had a lot of fabric around the neck, so you could literally pull it up as a hood. But it was a vest, so there were no sleeves on it. And it was so flattering. And I was hinting to Hohi. I'm like, oh, look at this. Look how pretty this <laughs> is. Do you think you could design one like this? And you know, we were all teasing her about it. And that's what started the whole, oh, Ecuador is very similar. When we get to my house tomorrow, you should try it on. And it just was kind of a theme that I was looking for while we were there, coincidentally. All right, and the third one, third and last, is another sweater. It's called And She Was, and it's the newest design by Elena Dasher, who is Y. Malcolm on Ravelry. And it's a beautiful, fitted, cow neck sweater that is, her inspiration story is pretty cool. But it's knit in either sport or DK weight. I think the pattern calls for DK, but I would knit, knit it in sport. Mm-hmm. And it's the way she did the shaping on it to fit more larger-breasted women than I am was very clever. So I'll have mm-hmm. to modify it a little bit, probably fewer darts, bust darts, and things like that. But it's really just a simple, stylish sweater that I can totally see wearing with you know to work and mm-hmm. or casual. So that's Yelena's newest, which is called... And she was. So those are the three I'm stalking, but there are like a million others brewing in the back of my mind too. So it's been a very inspirational few days for knitting. (laughs) It feels good. I needed it. And what are you actually knitting lately? Okay. The first thing I am knitting, I talked about this last time. It is called Seacoast by Hohi Locatelli. I'm so close to being done with this one. Like two I'm inches working, on the I'm sleeve? I'm working on the last sleeve, and since it's a pullover sweater, it will really be done when I finish that sleeve. I'm, I may need to cinch up under the arms a little bit, but basically almost there. So I'm really excited about that. Seacoast is a circular yoke, basic, pretty basic, pullover. It's got ribbing along the circular yoke, and then the rest of it is just stockinette. So it's really nice. And I used a Malabrigo Rostita yarn, which has a lot of different tones to it. So that kind of helps pump up the sweater a little bit, since the stitch is mostly all stockinette. It's Hopefully, you know, I, I've never used this Rustita yarn before. I think it'll be fine for what it is. I think, I don't think it would hold up well for accessories, for oh, like too much mitts. Abrasion. I think mitts or something 
something, a hat, I think it might have too much abrasion for it, but if for a pullover, I think it will work okay. I know some people feel complete opposite about yarns like that, so I guess it just depends how you wear your clothes. But I'm very excited to wear this one. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> I'm hoping stunning. I'll get the chance to wear this one. <laughs> yeah, the colorway is beautiful, and her stitches are perfect. It's just, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous sweater. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous. The Sabiduria colorway that I'm using is plummy and purpley, going into almost a deep, deep black purple. Lots of tones in there. It's very gorgeous. nice. <laughs> very, very nice. And then the second thing, I didn't even write anything about this because I worked on my show notes yesterday and then I cast this on late last night. Well, not late, but after I did my show notes. It's called Heaven and Space by Martina Beam. I believe I did talk about this last, last week. Mm -hmm. I was stalking it. And it's a simple shawl, triangular shawl, with... With, I don't know how you describe it. It's just, it's got knit and pearl patterning in it. And there's... After you complete the shawl, there are some people who leave it with the patterning kind of bunching together, and there are some people that block it out flat. So it's kind of interesting. You can have it a bit more of a textured shawl, or you can block it out flat like you traditionally would, and then when it's blocked out flat, you still see the knit pearl pattern, but it looks somewhat different, obviously, because it's blocked out flat as opposed to bunching together. I am using, where's my tag? Invictus Yarns Tenacity, which is an 80% superwash merino, 20% silk, and is sold in these wonderful jumbo skeins of 600 yards. So it's more than enough for the shawl, which calls for, I believe, five so it's a perfect match. Yeah, absolutely I love these perfect. jumbo skeins because if you're not going to make socks, it's really nice to not have to purchase two and then have three quarters to half a skein yeah. left over. And the way this pattern is written, you can knit until you have enough to bind off and then bind off and use up all your yarn. I love that. <laughs> That's like my Yazaway at Shawl is the same exact idea. So yeah, it's great to not have too much leftover yarn. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about this one. I only have a small few inches knit on it, which is one of the corner wings, if you will, of the shawl, but it's very fun. It's, it's already fun pretty knit. though. I like the stitch pattern the texture yeah that's neat that's nice and i am knitting mine in a what kind of purple would you call that hmm. a grape juice purple maybe yeah yeah <laughs> not quite kool-aid yeah yeah but it's, it's fun. pretty it's, it's pretty. really pretty my color and the yarn feels really good you'll probably hear more about the yarn as i work with it yeah <laughs> so that's what i am knitting how about you tell us what you're knitting all right i still have my traveler's tunic on the needles and that's just my Zen social knitting because I'm in the round and round and round part for the bottom half of the tunic and then I'll have to do the sleeves so that's just going to be I don't want to say a long-term project but it's not getting as much love because mm. I was focused on the shawl etc mm -hmm. and then yesterday so you cast on your heaven and space and mm -hmm. I cast on finally the echoes of color shawl which oh, is another hokey yeah. pattern that I've been talking about for a mighty long time I put it into my queue immediately after stitches last year and I almost That's cast it right. on yeah we saw that there was a sample knit <laughs> in the western the sky sample. knit spoof yeah. and I almost cast it on to bring to Portland but I pulled out the skeins I wanted to use I was going to shamelessly copy Nitty O she's Nitty O on Ravelry she's Brooke she does beautiful work she knit the sample and it was a beautiful turquoise and a light gray and a dark gray and I thought I had exactly the colors I wanted to use at home, but the two grays I had, there wasn't enough contrast. So while we were in Portland, we went to Happy Knits, which is a beautiful store. And they had an Exploration Station shawl, which is a Stephen West pattern, knit up as a sample. And they had the colors turquoise, 
a beautiful bright pink, not like a neon highlighter pink, but more a bright raspberry pink mm -hmm. and a gray. And oh my goodness, I have those in single skeins of my stash. So <laughs> I used the light gray in, from my stash. I used the bright turquoise from my stash. And then I had a single skein in this similar pink in my stash. So nice. they were Tosh Marina Light Oceana, Tosh Marina Light Astrid Gray, and then Neighborhood Fiber Company, her Rustic Fingering, which is the single ply in DuPont Circle. So those are the colors that I'm using. And it's going to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's really going to be pretty. So I'm super excited about that. And the cast on, so Echoes of Color was originally written as a mystery knit along. I've only done one mystery knit along. I'm not, I don't do mystery knit alongs well because I need to see pictures to make sure I'm not making horrible mistakes. So I'm glad I didn't do this as a mystery knit along. But the way the pattern is written, it's written in, phases kind of or clues i guess mm -hmm. you would call them in a mystery knit along so the first clue is the cast on and the fringe so this is a fringed shawl there's fringe on two of the sides of the triangle it is a triangular shawl and the first part you actually do a huge strip with fringes so i'm i think i have to do 69 and i'm probably about 45 fringes. And actually I cast this on two days ago. I cast it on the day I got home. So it takes a little bit of time because normally a mystery knit along, they'd release clues, you know, regularly, like every week, for example. So you'd be expecting to take a full week or whatever period of time it was to do the first clue. So for some reason, I was just expecting this super quick cast on and then you go, but mm -hmm. there, there's mm -hmm. some time involved in getting that fringe set up. But then mm -hmm. there are stripes. So three color stripes and the stripes are such that there's one color that is adjacent to the other two, but the other two are never adjacent to one another. So my blue and my pink will never be next to each other. They'll always be separated by a gray. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's a beautiful design. Nice long stripes that are, there are short rows in it to give it an elongated triangular shape. And like I said, fringe on two of the sides and then the top. I think is still striped, but the whole thing is garter stitch. I forgot to mention that. So it's going to be super cushy and delightful. And that's my newest, well, not newest cast on, but one of over the weekend. My newest is actually some scrap yarn, just finished another project and had just a little bit of yarn left. So I cast on a new pattern that's called Xing X's by Jessica from the Devil Knit Podcast. She is Jessica Rose Knits on Ravelry. And it's just a really cute, hat that is a garter stitch brim and then stockinette for the rest of the hat and then you do a little crossover and you knit an x across instead of putting a button in the garter mm -hmm. portion of the mm -hmm. brim so it's just a super cute little free pattern and i'm trying out that pattern for the leftovers of this particular yarn so i'm super happy it's what i'm knitting right now because it's easy round and round knitting, yeah. so i don't have to think yeah. about it so that's what i've been knitting what have you finished since we last recorded I have finished my fun three-color cowl. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it, the three-color cowl, actually it's called three-color cashmere cowl, is another pattern by Hohi Locatelli. Yep, saturated with Hohi today. <laughs> and the pattern was just released last month in January of this year, and there are already 547 projects for this cowl. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I think I know why, because... This little cowl was just so fun to knit. It's knit in a fingering weight yarn. It's called the cashmere cowl because the yarn that Hohe used from Miss Babs called Sojourn is a cashmere yarn. It's a cashmere and silk blend actually. And the yarn that I used is another blend from Western Sky Knits, Magnolia Lux. It is a cashmere silk merino blend very very soft very very lovely uh, again fingering weight because it's a very tall cowl and I had been thinking oh I wonder if it's too tall but because the yarn is so light and soft it really works well being as tall because when you're knitting it, you think, this is a really huge cowl. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's... But it's beautiful, and it works. Yeah, it, just it works. just works. And I used to, 
as the name implies, three colors, a light gray, a dark gray, and a bright, bright pop of purple. The way Hohe has the colors in her sample is she uses a bright pop of color for one big section of the cow. And the really fun thing is that if you look through the projects, there are folks who have knit this pattern using far more than three colors. There are folks who have used all kinds of different color combinations, neutrals, brights. There are people that have done gradient stripes. That would be pretty cool. That would, it's yeah. really pretty. Yeah. There are even a few folks who have redone it for sport weight yarn. Ooh. I think if you did it in sport weight, then you probably would want to make it a little bit shorter. Because part of the beauty of this cowl is just that it feels so light, even though it's big. It feels really light around your neck. And Charlene let me try it on, and I was thinking when I knit it, I might want to cast on fewer stitches so it's not so wide around my neck. But after I tried it on, I definitely am just going by the pattern. It's yeah, really, it's really, really nice around fun. your neck. And then the way the pattern is written, it's got a color A, color B, color C. I actually ran short of my color A at towards the end of the cowl. And so one section that's a lace section is shorter than it was actually written to be. Not much shorter, maybe just one pattern repeat shorter. And then at the very end in the striping sequence, I used colors B and C instead of B and A, but it works. It totally works. I think you can make it work for whatever amounts of yarn you have. As long as you're happy with your color range, just start and you can make it work. <laughs> Charlene and I were talking off mic. I have two colors already picked out that I have enough of. I have a very beautiful gray called aluminum, and then I have a beautiful turquoise. And I don't have a dark gray that I'm happy with in a base that I think will work well. So we talked about starting a yarn swap in our <laughs> group for anyone who's interested in knitting this cowl. Yeah, I think I know. that'll be fun. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm going to start a thread. And we can just, you know, if you're interested in knitting the cowl or anything else that uses, you know, a 200-yard remnant kind of yeah, amount. And, and that's the thing. It it's, takes approximately 200 yards of each color. Obviously, if you're doing more than three colors, you'll need less proportionally. So, yeah. Yeah, it's People gonna, just can post pictures of the yarn maybe they have. Or, I don't yeah, know. or However, say this is what I'm looking work. for yeah. in this kind of base. Yeah. We can play around and see if someone has something that they want to swap or they want to de-stash or whatever it might be. So instead of buying a whole skein of yarn. Right, yeah. right. Maybe you can work out a trade. Exactly. Now, what kind of yarns would be suitable for this? I think any fingering weight yarn that is very soft. Because remember, it's going to be something worn around your neck, and you want it to be very lightweight. So even tending, leaning towards the light fingerings, some I think Tosh Merino light or a single ply fingering is going to work great in this, because then you get that little bit of shine mm -hmm. with it too. Anything with a little bit of cashmere silk content, you know, there are even some 100% Merino wools that would work well for this I well think, yeah too. those often are very very soft yes. maggie's knitting hers in malabrigo finito which is extra oh, super fine yeah. merino and it's so soft she said yeah it's going to pill just by looking at it <laughs> <laughs> but i was also going to say that like charlene said a soft yarn i'm thinking of some of the super super highly twisted yarns like mm -hmm. soft yarns that are highly twisted mm -hmm. might not be as cozy around your neck and they might wouldn't drape be. as well yeah so. so anything that you would want to wear around Next your neck skin. would work and just I think it has to have a good drape too which is why you probably don't want to go much you don't probably don't want to go towards sport weight yarns although mm -hmm. there is one project in there that was done in sport weight and it looks beautiful mm -hmm. so you know well if it's a drapey sport always, weight yeah yeah there's always a way to make it work exactly so that will be fun and it's beautiful it's really pretty it's a really fun project I say that a lot about projects, but this one, it was 600 yards, but somehow it just flew off the needles. It really did. I knit that pretty you quickly. You did knit it pretty quickly, it's true. I knit it very quickly, and I had a lot of fun doing it. I knit it in a week, 
Yeah. Nice. So. <laughs> and that's a, a week of, you know, not super intense knitting. Right. Yeah. But I was kind of focused on it because I will have that in the Western Sky Knits booth at Stitches this weekend. So I, I kind of had a deadline, but it never got dreary because it was a deadline <laughs> knit. It was really fun. So that was great. Again, that was The Three Color Cow by Holly Locatelli. And the second thing that I finished is a hat that Gail has already talked about. Oh, so I nice. won't say too much about it, but it is That's the Teenage awesome. Mutant Hat by Alex Tinsley. I'll put it oh, on. it's awesome. <laughs> so Gail has previously knit this one. It's from, oh, what's the name of the book? Apocalyptic Knits or Doomsday, Doomsday Knits. It's Doomsday Knits projects for the apocalypse and after and this pattern like i said was written by alex tinsley it's a tube it's basically a tube and then it's you take different numbers of stitches and you close it up with kitchener in a certain way to get this nifty little drape folded drape on the back on the top of the hat and i didn't make mine i could have i I could have made it a little bit longer now that I'm looking at it. That's one of the deceiving things about that pattern is if I follow the pattern exactly, it ends up being a very short hat. Well, this one is. I yeah. feel like it is a short hat, although I can put it on and it fits fine. Yeah. But in the pictures, it looks like it's a little slouchy. So I may, and maybe that's, you know, maybe it doesn't look really slouchy. I guess it's just the way that it folds over. It's a faux slouch. <laughs> See, faux slouch, This yeah. looks kind of it's slouchy. It's true. It makes it look slouchy by design. But it's not really slouchy. It's but a great could, pattern. Though. It is. It's a really fun pattern because it was something that I could knit without thinking about mm -hmm. too much. I just had to knit, knit, knit till I hit a certain length and then Kitchener, Kitchener, Kitchener. Yeah. <laughs> so I had fun with that. So that was a great pattern recommendation from Gail and... Um, Definitely take a look at that one, Did too. you submit that to the Stash and Burn knit-along that they're doing, the 15 yes. hats? and 50, Yeah, because yes. Alex Tinsley is their designer of the month this yes. month. Yeah. I, I think I've knit four already. This month? Uh, no, total. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, 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 four hats total. Yeah, I think this is number six that and I'm working on right now. You could, two of them were knit in December, December yeah. because you could knit The warm-up. The warm-up. The warm-up to 2015, right. yeah. Yes. So it'll be fun. Got my little stack of hats waiting to be photographed. Oh, we need that. a photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carol was giving me a hard time about you mm. and me and our lack of photos. Yeah. Oh, she's like, you guys are horrible. No, we... <laughs> we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> so those are the two projects I have finished. What have you finished, Gail? You guys, I finished Angry Sheep. I did it. I finished it. So after we recorded last time and I talked about... Charlene suggesting that I take the zipper nightmare and the angry sheep to a tailor. I did. There is actually a seamstress at the end of Charlene Street that was incredibly nice, incredibly friendly, and incredibly talented. And I walked into her store and I said, this is what I need. Can I have it in two hours? And she said, sure. 20 bucks later. Wow. $20. That was it. Best $20 ever. I came back from my appointments. She had already done the reinforcements and she said, if you want to go ahead and cut it right now and then I'll serge the edges for you wow. so that it won't fray. Fantastic. So very awesome experience. And I brought it home. I tacked down the steaks and I did the button bands and it's beautiful. I'm really happy with it. And then Carol and I took finished object pictures together in Washington, and that was super fun. And we're like opposites. My stripes are opposite of hers. I have the white sheep. She has the black sheep. And it was just very funny, the the contrast between the two. We And we did not plan our colors together. We had planned to do a knit along, but we didn't talk about colors in advance. So it was just a happy accident. So fantastic, awesome finished project. And that same tailor, when I leave here right now, I'm going to drive down to the end of your street, go to the tailor, and pick up my dad's sweater. Oh, cool. $30 to take out the zipper, redo it the right way. So I was dreading taking out the zipper because it's he, Mike used really, really tiny stitches, mm -hmm. black on black, and I, I would have gone blind. It would have been horrible. It would have taken me hours just to get the zipper out. Yeah. So the best 20 and $30 ever spent That's on knitting projects. I have no shame whatsoever in having... 
sought professional well, assistance. You know, and I was going to say something about that because a lot of times knitters feel they have to do every step yep. themselves. And consequently, how many knitters have projects, oftentimes sweaters, in a bag, shoved away in various stages of un- undo, undoneness, yeah. <laughs> or not even done, incompleteness, yes. that's the better word, because they don't know how to do X, or they're afraid to do Y, or they or, just don't even like to do a certain step. So or they, they attempted Y and failed. Yeah. Yeah, that sweater could have sat there forever. You know, there are folks out there who are professionals, and wow, look at the win situation yeah. that Gail got because she said hey i need some help with this she got the help she needed very reasonable yeah i'm very pleased with the price and that twenty dollars for my steak would have been less if i didn't want it immediately you know i really wanted that was the rush charge (laughs) such a deal yeah because she realized that she didn't want to finish it and she thought that now she has an awesome sweater that she can wear and there's something to be said for the fact If you want to do it yourself, hats off. Go for it. But a lot of us like the knitting, and we don't so much like the finishing. And like I said, it would have taken me hours to try to do that zipper myself. And those are hours that I could spend now knitting on something else. And to me, that's worth the money right there. Mm -hmm. Because that's the joy, I find, is the knitting, not the finishing. So, yeah, I highly recommend if you run into the same situation I did, or you just, like Charlene said, you have a sweater sitting there that is waiting to be finished because of one little step. Do it. Take it to Mm -hmm. a seamstress or a tailor. Do it. (laughs) I think it's great. I really do. Because if you end up with a garment that you are happy with and will wear, that's the ultimate win. You win. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So that's the Angry Sheep. The second one I knit was the Lantern Lights hat, which is a hohi pattern from her collection of hats that she released last year. And this one is written for sport weight yarn and it's a beautiful lace pattern that was very easy to, I don't know if I necessarily memorized the lace pattern, but it was easy, it was relaxing, it was a fun knit. And I managed to use up all of my Knit Picks Comfy Sport yarn. So that is completely out of my stash and I have another beautiful hat for 15 hats in 2015. And the last thing I finished was a pattern by Samantha Roshak, and it's called the Axis Mitts. And this pattern was given to me as a gift by Strawberry Frog, who is Lori, for my birthday. And I've been wanting to knit it, but I didn't have the right yarn. Mm-hmm. And in December, Knitted Wit was having a great sale for her birthday. And she has a colorway oh, called right. Autumn Rainbow, which is really, really pretty. And when she had her sale, I thought, oh, there it is. That's the yarn I want to use for my Axis Mitts. And they turned out really pretty. They are knit flat. They are knit in garter stitch. And they are knit so... Let's see, how do you describe it? The back of the hand, so basically from your wrist up, is at a diagonal. I knit them with a longer cuff than the pattern stated because I I had enough yarn and because I wanted them to keep my whole forearm warm. And... When you're done, you seam them together, so you just basically are tacking down the top. So it's at a diagonal from the top of your fingers down to your wrist, and then pretty much straight down from there. And then you pick up and knit the thumb, which is super easy. And the fun part is you put a bunch of buttons on the back (laughs) where you seamed it. And Charlene gave me our Yarniacs podcast buttons for my birthday as well. So my mitts have Yarniacs podcast buttons down the back of the seam. And they're super, super cute. (laughs) I'm realizing now my spacing was kind of horrible with my buttons. Oh, see, I didn't even notice that because you're bent. It's that, you know, but because of the wrist, it bends. You can't really tell. Yeah, my, my spacing could have been better. But they're super cute. They're super warm and cushy because they're garter stitch and... It was a super fun knit. And the pattern, it's a purchase pattern, but I think it's like $3 or something. It's not terribly expensive. And you could knit them with less of a cuff, and they would use very little yarn mm-hmm. and be a super fast knit. I think so. So that's what we've been knitting and what mm-hmm. we have finished. So quick self-indulgent knit-along update. We have over 100 finished objects 
Woohoo! That's amazing. Totally (laughs) amazing to me. You guys are fantastic. Very cool projects. And I did want to mention one more time our prizes because they've been donated by fabulous people. And we have a new prize that was donated by Anne, who is Mad Stasher on Ravelry. She went to the Hohe and Vera Knit Along, not Knit Along, Knit America at Madtosh, Mm -hmm. where they had the Madtosh featured colorway, the new one that's called Mockingjay, that was designed in conjunction or collaboration with Vera and Hohe. And she bought a skein of it in Madeline Tosh sock and donated as a giveaway for the podcast. So thank you so much, Anne. That was so incredibly thoughtful. It was, and it's beautiful. It's really pretty. It's gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's I a love beautiful it. <laughs> blue-gray color. It's fascinating. It's just a, yeah. it's a beautiful color. I love it. So thank you so much to Anne. Again, that's Mad Stasher. And the other prizes, we have three skeins of Wool Mize DK, which again is a sweater quantity. We have yarn from the Miss Babs Kilimanjaro Sock Club, from Robbie, who is Photo Knit Gal. We have a skein of Madeline Tosh Tosh DK in turquoise. That is from Lori, who is Boston Mama 3. We have yarn from Shasta, who's Shasta Daisy Knits on Etsy. We have the Fiber Spates Vivacious ebook. And we have patterns from our awesome sponsors, Yelena, who is Yelena M. Dasher Designs, Jen Emerson, Pinaguri, who is Anne of the Angry Sheep Cardigan, Estella Haynes, who is one more row, please. And a copy of the Chromatic Circle Cowl by Vanessa Polo. So now we're up to 15 prizes. So woohoo! Thank you so much to everybody who has donated a prize. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much. And now for our feature segment, we're doing a book review. We want to talk about the new Interpretations Volume 2 that was just recently released. Patterns by Hohi Locatelli and Vera Volimaki. Yep, it's the second collaboration they've done. And both collaborations, they started with six words that inspired them. And then each of them created one pattern based on that inspirational word. And they came up with collections of 12 patterns. So one each from six inspirational words. And I was fortunate enough to see two of these live and in person in Portland, because Carol and Maggie, as I said, have test knit for Hohe for a very long time. And they were wearing two of the finished sweaters that were just stunning, absolutely stunning. And I always say that when I see something in real (laughs) life, you know, it's just that much more amazing. But I was blown away by these two. And I'm trying to find the six words. Oh, I can get those. The six words are pure, grace, Unimaginable, focus, quiet, and charm. And then the collection consists of three cardigans, three pullovers, three shawls, one top, and two hats. So quite a range of beautiful patterns. Okay, my overall impressions were just first how fun it was to look through. I had a great time looking at all these different pieces because even though Hohe and Vera definitely have different style, they really find a way to bring it together in this collection. And you can see elements of each other, I think, in their own designs. Does that they make sense? That, yeah, in the foreword, <laughs> they said that they had inspired each other and kind of not really pushed each other, but, you know, somehow encouraged each other to reach farther and they kind of played off of each other that way. Yeah, I definitely agree with that just looking at the photographs. My favorite piece from the whole collection is a shawl that was written by Hohe. Let's see if I can find a picture of it. It's called Lay Lines. That's my favorite shawl, I believe, from the whole collection. And it's a big shawl and it's done in ribbing so it does have these lines that go all over the shawl kind of multi-directional it's kind of of the style of many of her shawls where you can tell there were probably short rows involved to right get those where distinct you, sections. You, you get the ribbing going in one direction and then it'll end and the ribbing goes off in another direction 
super fun. I love the lines of that. I, I like ribbing and it looks like it would be really fun to make. That's the kind of, I know some people just hate knitting ribbing. I, <laughs> like me. <laughs> I don't, never have had that feeling. I really like it. So it looks fun. And again, this is a large shawl. It's knit in fingering weight yarn, but it does take 950 yards. So it's a biggie, but it looks really fun. I was teasing Hohi about all of her patterns in this collection being high yardage. Mm. Wow, they're all like a lot of serious knitting. <laughs> well, she because said, the, yep. a lot of the cardigans are long, coats. they're coats mm-hmm. almost, and then even one of the well, couple of pullovers, they're tunic. tunic exactly, length. all of Hohe's were very long, yeah, and beautiful. So I like those. But that was my favorite piece. How about you? Did you have actually? One? My favorite piece is called Float. It's a pullover by Vera, and it's from their Pure. So Pure was the the word, the inspirational word for it. And she describes it by saying, float is an easy sweater, pure in its simplicity, but highly wearable and fun with the rhythmic stripes. Work seamlessly from top down with a round yoke. This piece is a true classic. Choose your colors carefully and see where the stripes lead. So it has a turtleneck. And like she said, it's a yoke, uh, in circular yoke, top down. And then it's all in reverse stockinette, which surprised me that I liked that because I don't usually like the look of reverse stockinette very well. And the stripes, because it's in reverse stockinette, they look different than regular stockinette stripes. And it's slightly A-line so that it does float around your body a little bit, but it just, it looks so comfortable and cozy and it looks like you could pair it up with quite a few different options for Mm -hmm. wearing it, you know, accessorize it differently. And it just looks so comfortable, so very comfortable. So that one is actually one of my favorites. I've got more favorites. Yeah, but you do. I do too. <laughs> I also like, speaking about shawls, I also like the fly forward shawl that Vera designed. Now this one, the sample is knit in bright red, and it looks like it's got, it's also got ribbing, short rows, but it's done in a completely different way. Yeah, I like it. The, it's almost as if the ribbing, I don't know, maybe it's just shorter sections of ribbing. It goes in a different direction than how he's also Well, this one the... looks like it's more straight across diagonal, yeah. like um, start at one end and finish at the other. Mm-hmm. It's not like mm-hmm. a top down, Yeah, I don't think. It looks really fun to make, though. It that does. One it's really does pretty. Also, so <laughs> I really like that red color too. It's I a do beautiful too. color. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So that was those. Those are the two my two favorite shawls. I like. There's a tunic called Serenity. Oh, it's so beautiful. That I really like. And this would is again like Gail mentioned. It's a, a big chunk of knitting. The smallest size tunic calls for 1500 yards and the largest 2500 so at any size it's a commitment knit (laughs) right because you're going to be working this for a while but this one just has some really beautiful lines that go down the back it starts at the shoulder almost like a y starts at the shoulder and then it comes together down the center of the back which i just think beautiful beautiful and it doesn't hurt that she used a color that is really me. <laughs> really me. And the photographs were taken on a beach. Yep, those so... were all taken. They were together in Finland for those. Oh, okay. But, you know, from Now, I can say town, from my like personal it. experience seeing that in real life, Carol and Maggie both had theirs in Portland. They're almost ethereal, the way they just float and drape over mm. your body. And Carol's was significantly longer than Maggie's, I think. I think she used she used Madeline Tosh sock in Midnight in Manhattan, I want to say it is. It's a special colorway from one of the stores in New York that is just stunning. Mm-hmm. And Maggie used, I can't remember what yarn she used, but they were both just beautiful. And Carol says she wears hers all the time. Really? Yeah, just over anything. They were both wearing theirs over jeans that I could totally see it with leggings. I think, doesn't Hokey model it in leggings? I think, I don't remember, but it's a really, really beautiful tunic. And again, it's a commitment in knitting, but it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. It is. It really is. And it's a fingering weight garment, so that's 
would make me happy. <laughs> I think we could easily knit that in light fingering for our yeah. climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I could see both of us wearing that. It's really a beautiful knit. Did you have any other favorites? I do, because mm-hmm. I saw it in real life. Unimaginable mm-hmm. is the keyword or inspiration word, and Hohe's adventurous. It's a coat. It is full of beautiful cables, and it's knit in DK weight yarn. I would probably use sport just for our climate. And she knit it in the most beautiful green color. And her description is, when you learn to knit, you probably were afraid of making mistakes and felt intimidated by any new technique. There was just so much to learn. But as you completed projects, you learn that knitting is an adventure enriched by experiences, and there's always a chance to learn something from anything you make. You are now confident enough with your knitting techniques and you want to take a step forward and make something striking. Let your stitches glow with the beautiful cables in this masterpiece coat. Make your knitting an exciting adventure every time. And Carol knit hers in a superwash yarn. She used Neighborhood Fiber Company worsted in Charles Station, I want to say. It's the same color he used for lipstick. It's a beautiful reddish pink. And Maggie used a woolly wool. And they both had their own amazing characteristics from the different types of yarn and the different colors in the yarn. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't decide which one I liked better (laughs) because they were so amazing, each of them in their own way. And I was saying to them, you know, what size did you knit? And we were talking about them. And they said, no matter what size you're knitting, they all start the same because of the way it's constructed with the cable neckband. And they said, so basically... You can just knit until you have the armhole length, the depth you want, Mm -hmm. and then start the rest of the sweater because the way the increases are added, they don't, it would not affect your cable in any way to change the sizing. Hmm. So they made it seem like it would be easier to size it if you were in between sizes, for Mm -hmm. example, but the cables are just amazing. They look so much more vivid and masterful in real life and i could if it was just a little bit colder in santa cruz maybe if we have a cold front (laughs) in the next winter or two i would absolutely knit this yeah absolutely it's super super extraordinary and there aren't any close-ups on where the increases are i don't think no there aren't but they're the way they're worked into the pattern is really clever and it, it just makes it look pretty it's very flattering the way the cables because it's A-line, the way the cables come down the back, it is such a flattering look. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you get that as well from the pictures in this book, but trust me, mm-hmm. very, very flattering. So that one is, like Gail mentioned, a coat. There's another one in there called True that is also long enough to be considered a coat. It's above the knee, mid-thigh length on in the model or in the, the sample. And this one, instead of cabling, is done with ribbing, which, again, you I love really, the I ribbing, the I ribbing. know. And I just love the way it looks on this piece. The two fronts have ribbing going up into the collar. And in one photo, oh, he has the collar pinned, and it's kind of gathered and floppy. It just looks really easy to wear. For me, it's probably a little reminiscent of the traveling sweater that I knit several years ago because that one was all done in a rib and that one's very long. So this one would be another sweater that I could probably wear as a coat in the wintertime for here. And that one, it's knit in a DK yarn, so it's going to be heavier too. But it's also another commitment piece, smallest size 1550 yards, largest size 2350 yards. Yep. So it's a commitment knit. Yeah. She did <laughs> refer like to them both term. as coats. Coats, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she qualified Definitely. them as coats. Definitely. And I forgot to mention all of the interpretation two knits are going to be at Stitches West next week. Oh, they are. They are. Where? One of the one of Hohe's friends, Yale, who she works at a local yarn store in San Francisco, but it's not Imagine It's. Hmm. Oh, he couldn't remember the name, but they have all of the pieces. Oh, yeah. So, so they will be there. Oh, fun. Yep. Oh, how fun. cool is that? Okay. So if we'll you're at Stitches to... West, you get to see the real live samples that were straight out of the book. That sounds great. Yep. And speaking of Stitches West, that will be 
this weekend and because Gail and I are going to Stitches West and going to be staying for the weekend, this episode will be released a day or two earlier. earlier for that reason, just so we can get it done and go on our weekend. So if you are going to be at Stitches West this weekend, and again, I realize this may not get to you in time, but if you are going to be there on Saturday, please look for us in the bar area of the hotel that is attached to the convention center. We will be there with Barb and Tracy of the Two Knit Lit Chicks having a little fun get together. And if you see us otherwise, please come say hello. Charlene and I are both super shy in person. and <laughs> We are, believe it or not. Yeah, so please do come say hi. Even if you're shy, we're shy too. So yeah. please do. And we I also forgot to mention about interpretations too. Interpretations 1, they just sold as individual patterns. This one you can buy as a full book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can buy the whole book. And we were listening to the, the way that Hohe and Vera decided how to price it. And she basically said it's half price. If you were to buy all the patterns individually, it's half that to buy the whole book. So it's nice. a really good deal. Nice. So it is, it's priced in euros, but I think Ravelry gives you the it, it translation. It shows you the translation. Yeah. yeah. As of today, it's approximately $31, it says. That yeah, will, for 12 if you patterns. check every day, it will probably go up and down a few cents. As yeah, depending the, on the, the conversion. Changes. Yeah. Yes. So was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I just like all of the patterns in the book, and I love the photography, too. The photography is really well done. It's really fun when you find a designer whose style really suits your own, because when you see the collection, so many of the pieces, even if you're not drawn to knit every single piece, you can kind of see how that, or you feel how that piece would fit into your wardrobe. Yes. Because if, if... if this designer is someone that you generally like and you get along with these clothes and you, they play nicely in your wardrobe, you know that almost everything will also play along exactly. nicely in your wardrobe. Yep. And you know the style of their pattern writing and you yeah. enjoy knitting their patterns. Yeah. And of course, obviously, we enjoy Hohe's patterns. So, you know, it works for us. And Vera's, you know, I knit Laneway from the last, mm-hmm. from Interpretations 1, yeah. and I wore that in, in Portland and... Got lots of compliments on that, but cool. yeah. So Vera's <laughs> patterns, I haven't knit as many of them, but she has very well-written patterns yes. as well. Yes. So great collection, ladies. Thank Absolutely you very beautiful. much. Yeah, thank you for letting us have a look at the book and review it for you. Mm-hmm. We're very flattered, as always. <laughs> and so one other update for the retreat, right? Yes, the last thing we want to mention is that Gail and I will be at the Northern California Knitting Retreat which is Friday, April 17th through Sunday, April 19th. We are on the planning committee for this retreat. I believe at, as of now, all the spaces are full and there may be a very short waiting list. I'm not positive about that. So if you're interested, look us up in the Northern California Knitting Retreat group on Ravelry and you can get up-to-date information. If you are attending the retreat, please make sure you're a member of the group because we will post last-minute updates there about activities, things to bring, and there is already an active thread for roommates. If you do not already have a roommate and you would like to meet up with somebody compatible who either sleeps in late or gets up early, that sort of thing. You can match yourself up or look for somebody to match yourself up with there if you don't want Tracy to just assign you somebody. So that's it for the retreat. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully we do get this out a couple days early. So if you are at Stitches, you can find us somewhere and please say hi. And thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. And happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.